welcome to Win in White, a wedding planning podcast. I'm Maddie, your bridal hairstylist. And I'm Allie, your wedding photographer and videographer. Every Wednesday, we release new episodes bringing you all the hot tips and tricks to help make wedding planning a breeze. So listen and follow along on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And don't forget to check out our Instagram at Win in White Podcast for more behind the scenes and all the juicy stories. Hello, hello. Happy Wednesday, guys. Happy Wednesday. Yay. We love having you here every Wednesday to celebrate all the wedding planning stuff we've got going for you. And we're so excited for, well, everything, but this episode specifically, <laughs> I just, I always say I'm so excited. <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like this episode kind of resonates a little bit more with you just because you are a travel bug. I am. I am indeed. I love to go places yes, all the time. Yeah. The more the better. So today we are talking about honeymooning. How to honeymoon. Yep. How do you honeymoon? How do you? How do you celebrate? How do you travel? Because I feel like it's more than just taking a vacation. It's like you are celebrating with your loved one and just kind of enjoying each other's company after the wedding, after all the bulk of the stress and the ah, all the stuff, it's just you guys celebrating now. And it's more than just a vacation. So we want to dive into like how to honeymoon correctly with your loved one and some help. on mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is your time to like get that downtime with your partner. Yeah. Because no matter how good you are at it, when you're stressed and planning things and trying to like plan your perfect wedding and everything like that, like that time together just gets put on a back burner. And even if you try to make time and you're doing good on that front, you don't realize how little time you spend together until you like get on your honeymoon and you're with them 24 hours. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This is just really the time to like decompress from the wedding and just more connection. Like obviously you guys are connected. We can just got married for heaven's sake, you know, but um, this is just more time for you guys to just breathe. The wedding planning's done. Now it's time to celebrate. Take a couple shots. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Fly into Cancun. Hit Ooh. up Margaritaville right off the bat. Um, okay. Dare I say, just start start getting the drinks flowing in the airport bar. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm about it. I'm not a big drinker on plane rides, but I also I don't know, I have weird things with planes. Really. Yeah, I like I can't sleep on planes, so it makes traveling like kind of difficult. Um, and I just like I get antsy, and I really hate having to go to the bathroom. But when it's like a long flight, you have to at some yeah. point. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, it's just it's a whole ass funny. freaking thing. I used to hate flying, and now I really don't anymore. It doesn't bother me. But my favorite—I'm just gonna just throw this in there on the story because I just have to. And I think I've already told you this once, but. <laughs> I was flying by myself. It's probably one of the first times I ever flew by myself. I literally was flying for like maybe an hour and a half. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I was just going to Huntington Beach. And I'm by myself and I'm like, a little bit of anxiety. I'm flying back from Huntington Beach. So I know like I'm not going to have to deal with any gates or getting out of the airport. Like I'm just going to land in Reno and be fine, you know. So I was like, well, let me order a glass of wine. And then I said, well, let me order two glasses of wine. Oh, no, Maddie. <laughs> and, I mean, God, you guys probably know that the glasses of wine that they give you on an airport cost, like, I think it was, like, $9 a glass. If that, like, it was probably more. And it was, like, sad. Sad. But I think they're smart because that wine hit me like a fucking train. Like, I <laughs> was like, whoa. This is a good, good cab, I'm pretty sure. 
But so I remember there was like some turbulence, which is not bad. But if you guys have ever flown into Reno, you know, it sucks flying into Reno because there's always turbulence. Mm -hmm. But um, I remember just hitting some turbulence and I wasn't even drunk, but I think it was the elevation and the fact that I already had like a decent amount of wine. I mean, because after two glasses, it was a decent amount of wine. And I remember like I was like swaying my body with the motion of the turbulence and I was like, yeah, like in my brain, I'm like, it's okay. This is just life and how planes work. Like I was tranquil. Oh my God. Tranquil as can be. And it was hilarious. <laughs> so I recommend having a glass of wine on the plane. That's just, oh that was my, my God, <laughs> oh, So back to wedding planning. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we wanted to do this episode to kind of like just talk about honeymoons and stuff in general, maybe like some cool places to visit and things like that, some pros and cons, Mm -hmm. some traditions, and also, you know, some like budgeting tips and also just like that push that you might need to go big because it's your honeymoon. Um, Yes. So I actually, when you just said tra- uh, traditions. I'm going to talk on an old tradition of a honeymoon was actually like you're the man that you were marrying was essentially like kidnapping you and taking you away from your parents or your family and just keeping you away until you got pregnant. Tell me more. What? That's like a t- that was like a honeymoon tradition was like they would kidnap the wife and just to like get her pregnant. And then when she got pregnant, they could take her back home and be like, all right, like we consummated the marriage kind of a deal so it was like did they plan to get married and then he kidnapped her or did he just like kidnap who he wanted it was like i to my understanding and please someone let me know if i'm incorrect but to my understanding (laughs) like it was the discussed wedding they knew they were getting married like they knew that this was like gonna happen but the honeymoon was essentially, like, to take her away from all other things, like, all people, all experience, like, everything away until she got pregnant. Weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Kind of kidnap away. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, like, she didn't have to worry about planning any of it. It just... Just, just got know. swept off, you yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you're planning on marrying the person anyway. Yes. I'm not saying I condone kidnapping by any means <laughs> at all. But if you want to be swept off, it's, it's a good thing it's your husband, right? Yeah. No, but I think back in the times it was a little bit more like it was the betrothed thing where, like, the wife was like, yeah, I guess I'll marry him kind of. Oh, like she wasn't very, she wasn't necessarily like happy about it. Oh, I see, I see. It was like one of those things where it's like we have to like make heirs kind of. I don't know, I'm like subtly watching House of Dragons right now and so that's kind of what I'm getting at. (laughs) Subtly watching. (laughs) What does that mean? Also, fuck that show. I'm subtly watching in the sense that my husband loves the show, but it's making me actually aggressive, like actually aggressive watching this show. So I'm done. So... (laughs) So tell him to watch it when you're not around. <laughs> he wants to have like these Game of Thrones nights with our friends, which is great, and I want to hang out with our friends, and I and I love seeing how he lights up with it. But I'm just like, it actually makes me aggressive, like mm. aggressive, angry. I've only watched the first episode of House of Dragons, so I have no comment. Yeah, but like I don't have, know. Could you have understood why that would have made me in my current state so effing? Irritated. I mean, I only saw the first episode. I don't feel like a ton happened in the first episode. You know, except for the unwanted cesarean birth. 
Oh, was that in the first episode? That first oh, episode. that was the first episode. Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, okay. You know the one <laughs> where he basically so just wanted a fucking air. No, I know. Sorry, you guys. Like, huge spoiler here. I mean, <laughs> like... <Sorry. laughs> good job, Batty. <laughs> hey, you know, it's the first episode. If you haven't watched it yet... Get under the rock. Or That's, get out of the rock. That is true. Like, it's kind of on you if you haven't seen it. Because right. it has been out for a decent amount of time. My roommate yeah. likes to continuously remind me that another episode came out and I want Ooh. someone to talk about with oh, it. Boy. Talk to about it. Whatever. Um, so when I was watching that, he did actually warn me. And he was like, just so you know, there's this, like, cesarean part. And it's really triggering for some people. And if I'm going to be really honest, I don't get it. I don't get why it's so triggering. Oh, so triggering. I actually, like, got aggressive. I think the thing that is a struggle for me is, if I remember right, the baby was breached. So, like, if they, at those, at that day and age, if they didn't do a surgical procedure to remove the baby, they would both die. Yes. So, at least if they did the cesarean, the baby might live. Yes. But, like, if they didn't do the cesarean... Both of them would die. So she was always going to die. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Like, you're about she to have a baby. She begging for her life. Like, she did not know she was just about to be ripped into. Right. Right. <laughs> I'd like to also say that she was probably in, like, a shit ton of pain. And, like, you know, I don't know. Like, that makes it really hard to yeah. to logically be like, okay, I understand. I'm not going to make it. Yeah. You're going to be just fine. We live in, like, a modern age with great doctors. So much medicine. And great, like, <laughs> hospital staff. Uh, yeah. Any hoozle. Um. <laughs> okay, well, we should, God. like, move past that Should we point? just, like, stop this and, I feel like, re-record? But, like, just no. Take all you of guys this need out. to know. You guys need to know anyway okay. <laughs> such strong okay, feelings okay. wait this is supposed to be a really good episode so we gotta yeah yeah let's get this okay, back okay, on track okay okay okay, okay. Mm-hmm. so i feel like the beginnings to planning a honeymoon start with like sitting down with your partner and talking about what your budget is for the honeymoon mm-hmm. i feel like that's the very first step yeah i think that's a good step and i also think it's a good point to sit down and discuss like is it gonna be like a big vacation like where you guys want to like go all out also and i mean i feel like that goes along with budgeting is like understanding like what are you spending what are you putting your budget towards mm-hmm. or do you want to do like a couple small trips kind of keep them more maybe spread out throughout the year because that's also actually like i've known noticed happening a lot more that people are doing different trips throughout the year that they're kind of celebrating the years their honeymoon Ooh, yeah. that's so cute then it's not just like a one and done and then you go back to work and you're like cool i done. kind of love that i feel like that's really cute thanks that's what we did we did two honeymoons yeah because yeah. it gives you like more opportunity to celebrate yep more places to go you don't get like stuck being like oh we have to decide on one yeah and i think also too i think I don't know if this is necessarily a bad thing, you guys, but I think that a lot of people are going to, like, look at honeymoons and they're going to say, like, we have to go all out and we have to make it just, like, this amazing extravagant thing because it's our honeymoon when in reality, like, you guys have a lifetime of trips to go on. And so if you spread them out and just kind of take each trip, maybe in the year you can really focus on it being a honeymoon, but take each trip and have a small celebration on each trip kind of treated towards one total honeymoon. Does that make sense? Yeah, I kind of love that. Yeah. I I definitely feel like it just 
allows you to like spread the the celebration around Mm -hmm. so it's not like all condensed into one and then it's over Mm -hmm. it's like multiples and um they wouldn't have to be like huge or anything you know like a just like a good amount of time yeah no like a like a weekend after (laughs) like yeah like a long weekend or something yeah you wouldn't have to like it wouldn't have to be like oh we're gonna go to italy on this one Mm -hmm. and then we're gonna go like to london on this one yeah it's like literally so what we did was we went um i want to say camping but glamping to um auto zone if you guys have Do you so mean Yosemite? Okay. We did not auto camp. We did not mean auto zone. I did not take him to auto. <laughs> no, um, auto camp. Is it auto camp? Yeah, I think yeah. it's auto camp. Yeah, so we went to auto camp in Yosemite, and it was everything. And kind of like a glamping experience that we went for like four days, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Pretty much after the wedding, but then I had to get back for work. And then we also went to Disneyland. So, you know what I mean? So, two very different trips celebrated for our honeymoon. It was pretty great. I love that. I love the excuse of, it's our honeymoon, so we get to do basically whatever we want. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's, like, one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um, I want to talk some pros and cons about going after the wedding. Like, immediately after the wedding. Ooh, okay. Have you, like, done any research on this or, like, have any thoughts on this? I mean... I haven't done any research on that specifically, but we left two days after our wedding, so I can kind of speak to it a little bit. Okay. So a couple pros and cons is a pro is you take all this time to do all of like the wedding planning and you kind of just like do all this stuff and all this work for one day and it's kind of like, well, that sucks. And so to lead into your honeymoon afterwards, it feels like kind of more of a reward for like all the process you just went through. Um, But I can't even tell you, I can't count on my hands, like how many people have gotten the like post-wedding flu bug Mm -hmm. to go on their honeymoon Mm -hmm. and then they get sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're stressed and anxious and worried about your wedding and everything like that. And then finally, all of that stress is just gone. And so your body's like, Okay, we can get sick now. Yeah. Uh. yeah, now my immunity, or my, what is it called? My immune system can mm-hmm. just be, like, t- all defenses down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, just things to know. It's not going to happen to everyone, but I did find that. Did you guys find that that happened at all? Um, I did get sick on our honeymoon, but it was towards the end of it, so it was not wedding-related. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, in, I mean... I think for me, like, the biggest pro was just being able to, like, enjoy each other and have that sort of reward. And I also feel like it kind of cemented that bonding time. There she she goes with that cemented word again. Oh, I do do use that a lot. (laughs) I don't necessarily mean to. I don't know. It just happens. (laughs) I love it. But, yeah, I just, I definitely feel like going right away, like, really cements the bonding. Mm -hmm. And it just, like... It is that celebration, you know? It's like we finally we did it, especially for those of us who are planning their wedding. And, yeah, you're excited. You can't help but be excited. Yeah. But maybe there's still a part of you that was like, I would have rather eloped. Or I would have rather done, like, a destination wedding. And you ended up not doing that. Mm-hmm. So there's part of you that's also like, well, we're here now. You know, we're doing what we need to do to 
do it. And, yeah. You know, not complain or anything like that. And yeah, we're having fun. But also going on that, that honeymoon is like, I did it. I got through it. And now we get to celebrate. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think another pro too, and with you bringing up like being um, destination type wedding or like elopement status is like when you're going destination, let's say, you know, you live in Southern California, you come to Tahoe, you know, um, and Tahoe is not super common for you to be here. You could also consider Tahoe being a portion of your honeymoon after your wedding so like you do more festivities and you could also even do them with family and friends too so you kind of can do like the first portion of your honeymoon like with your family and I know that sounds weird because people are like I don't want to be with my mom or I don't want to be with my dad you know like that seems Mm -hmm. weird but it's not necessarily that it's you have to be secluded like we were talking about and like go away from everyone and just be with your loved one in the beginning, you could just be genuinely celebrating the fact that we just did the wedding, did the dang thing, now we're celebrating, you know? I've always loved the idea of a destination wedding, and it's like, after the ceremony, like after the wedding day, mm-hmm. you have a couple days to kind of celebrate with whoever came, Yeah, and then you guys get on a plane and you go somewhere exactly. else. Exactly, yeah, and I, but I would consider that like first half, like essentially portion of the honeymoon, right? Yeah. Um, because I know there's actually a few venues in... Um, northern Nevada, I'll say, um, the hideout, for example, she got married on a Friday. One of my brides this year got married on a Friday and spent Saturday and Sunday, like, just enjoying it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, just being there with her friends. There was, like, a freaking huge hot tub that they all got to enjoy. They got to go to the bars. Like, it was kind of a decompression after the wedding. And then, yeah, they went on a honeymoon, so. Yeah, I think that's just so nice, like, having that time, that downtime. And being out of your normal, everyday home place, too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, agreed. Um, on that same note, we... This is kind of like a little bit of like a... I don't know if you would count this, but it's like a little staycation sort of honeymoon. So after we got married, we were supposed to stay at the GSR for like two nights. Mm-hmm. And we only stayed for like the night. Mm-hmm. And then left because mm-hmm. we were like kind of homesick. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is. I feel like we just were craving that sense of normalcy, like the wedding's over and like no one will be at the house. That's a really good and, point, especially when you have puppers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we just want to relax and like watch our favorite TV show together yeah. and, you know, like order takeout yep. and stay inside. Which honestly, like, that's the thing. I think that you guys have to realize, like, this is why the whole beginning conversation of this is you sitting down with your loved one with your you know significant other and deciding like what works for you because if that truly is something that just like works for you guys you need to do it like don't think that your honeymoon has to be you guys going to some crazy beautiful location when maybe you don't even need that in your life you know what I mean like don't like do it just because society thinks that your honeymoon should take you outside of the country and you need to go and lay on a beach for 50 million hours and <laughs> sip all the pina coladas. I would want to do that, but maybe you don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a really good call out because it definitely is very subjective to you guys. You. Yeah. And yeah, like what your relationship is and, you know, like 
Kyle has slowly turned into the type of person that also wants to go lay on a beach and sip pina, colada, pina coladas. Austin hasn't yet. <laughs> <laughs> but when we got married, he was like very much not that person. Mm-hmm. And he, want, he wanted to go and see amazing architecture. And, you know, like Europe is our, our place, our continent, because... He just, like, we both just love the architecture and everything like that. And so he was nervous to go to Costa Rica, because that's where we honeymooned. Yeah. Because he was like, what if we end up just laying on the beach, and I just don't want to lay on the beach the whole time. And he slowly just turned into the person who's like, yeah, I like chill, relaxed days where I can just read a book and lay there. And I'm like, see, I told you. (laughs) I would give anything to just, like, lay there and have Fabio bring me a freaking fresh drink, like, 24-7. I know. I just say Fabio. It's the first word I thought of, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so for those of you, so basically it's like a sit down, talk about budget, talk about when. You know, and one key thing I want to point out with that is, like, your win is highly dependent on, like, what month you're getting married in Mm -hmm. and what the on-slash-off season is of the place you want to go to. Yeah. So let's assume that you are going to go with more of the traditional, like, we're going on a, like, a honeymoon out of state or out of the country. Mm -hmm. So looking at the off-season and the on-season as like a good budgetary tip and I feel like this is pretty well known but going on like the cusp of off season or the cusp of on season is the best time to go somewhere yeah this is like right up your alley because you travel (laughs) this is right up Allie's alley um because because you travel a lot more than I do so I think that's pretty awesome because I did not know that oh okay well then I I will say when the weather was good I I just would have been like um, I think Italy's nice in the fall, you know? Yeah, okay, well, then I have more notes for you. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so let's assume that, I feel like, I feel like this is fairly common. Like, go all out for your honeymoon, for sure. Book the luxury, like, five-star resort. Yeah. Absolutely. Book the excursions that are kind of expensive, yeah, but are experiences. Yeah, excursions, too. You know, do it. Like, that's, the, it's your fucking honeymoon. You're only gonna have one, hopefully, so just do it. You know, you're never going to look back on life and be like, man, I wish we didn't do that big honeymoon. Such a good point. Yeah. Such a good point. You're always going to appreciate an experience. And I think this is why I'm so big into traveling. Well, and that's like one real quick just thing I want to touch on too is like, don't go for the location. Go for the experiences you're going to get in that location. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, sure. Going to Hawaii sounds great, but what are you going to do in Hawaii that you can't do? Like I can go sit on the Lake Tahoe or beach and you know, do the same things. It's experience that you get from, from the place than just the place, right? It, it, does that make sense? I would definitely do a lot of research into the places that you're thinking of. Yeah, because you can kind of see what you're going to get yourself into. To make yeah. sure that they match the vibe you're going yep. with. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you could go to the beach in Tahoe and also get drinks. There's several beaches that have bars on the beach. So, and people who literally walk around and be like, do you want anything to eat or drink? And you're like, yes, please bring me fries and a painkiller. Thanks. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Painkiller. Okay. Um. (laughs) But experiences over places. But like, okay, so you could have that experience in Tahoe. Um, and if, you know, if it's, if it's like a budgetary thing and Tahoe is home and stuff, then absolutely like live it up where you can. Mm -hmm. Um, but do the, do the research because going to Hawaii is magical in a way I cannot even describe. Okay. Then I think I'm explaining it incorrectly because I agree with you. 
Okay. Okay. I'm explaining in the sense of, like, don't just go because it's somewhere to do... I don't... Like, don't go to Hawaii because that's where everyone says to go. Yeah, don't go to Hawaii and expect to just... Yeah... I, yeah. Oh God. How do I, how am I describing this? You want to look into like what you're going to get out of it. Like, like why do you want to go to Hawaii over going to like Tahoe? Like you knew the same thing. So it's like, what are you going to get out of going to Hawaii? You're going to get more of like the, you know, yeah. Experience from the location. Yeah. So it's like just doing your research and making sure that the the location vibes with, exactly with you guys. Yeah. Which is, yeah, we are on the same page. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay, so I think we can all agree, though, that while you might go big when you get there, you kind of want to find the cheapest way to get there. Yep, this is, again, right up Alley's Alley. (laughs) I feel like that's just, it's just what, like, why, I mean, God, I have this on my bucket list to fly first class, and every time I almost press the button to add it, (laughs) I never do, because it's always, like, okay, like, our trip to the U.K., $12,000 $12,000 to fly first class. 12000 not 1200 12000 Did I just clip? Oh my God, with that reaction. What? Yeah. That is absurd. It's, it's for, a lot. For all of you guys, right, I'm assuming. Oh no, just for one ticket. Huh? Yeah, I don't know if it's just, it, and I didn't what? even look. I just saw like the upgrade your flight from pl- this place to this place, $12,000 for... The Polaris Club, which is United's best class, and it literally has, like, a flat lay, like, recline bed and, like, a private pod and, like, everything. Oh, my God, you guys. You guys. I can sleep on planes if I can lay flat. Okay, fair enough. It's a lay flat thing. It's that I'm, I'm like, sitting up, and if I'm sitting up, I can only, like, nod off. I can't sleep. Okay, that better come with my free wine because I'm not trying to spend. Money. Oh no, you get free alcohol apparently. I like yeah, I've never flown first class, so like I can't say for sure, for sure. But like yeah. supposedly, at least with United, because that's who I usually fly with. Like you get free alcohol if you fly first class. The seats are super comfy, and the Polaris ones again, full recline. Wow. And like yeah, all this shit, right? But twelve thousand dollars. Who can... Yeah, I'd rather spend $12,000 in the actual location. Right. So normally you're trying to find the cheapest way to fly. Yeah. So with that in mind, I have some notes for you guys. Yay. So always, first off, always search incognito. Never search, like, just on your browser going to, like, whatever airline or Google Flights or whatever. They use, like, the cash and cookies to track oh, this many people have searched for these dates and these locations. We can jump the prices because there appears to be a demand. What? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel cheated. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're searching incognito, they can't, it's not caching or anything. This is my, like, limited experience. How do you search incognito, though? Are you serious? Maddie! (laughs) God damn it! Okay, I, but I'm not the only one. And we need to have like a, a computer training we thing. Really do. Okay, okay, so brides, listen to listen to Allie here because she's gonna help us out because we're we're on the same page, aren't we? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so if you're using Safari, because I'm a Mac person, I am now too. There, there's a keyboard <laughs> shortcut, but I'm not very good at the key remembering the keyboard shortcuts for it. But you can just hit File and then New Private Window. 
And that's essentially incognito. Mm -hmm. And it like, if you have it on light mode, the, it, it says private browsing and everything like that. If you open it, it says private up at the top. But if not everyone knows this, you're still technically... I mean, I guess you're just not that one person that's going to give them more of a reason to... Okay, everyone shop incognito. <laughs> because we need to get... We need to not let them do that. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um. So, yeah. And also, then... probably stop the ads on online, too, huh? Because they're listening. They're listening to everything. Yeah, like us, us talking right now about going. I'm going to get, like, some sort of, like, come visit Hawaii. <laughs> 100%. Seriously. Absolutely. Okay, I will, I will shop in Tornado from now on. Can I do this with clothing, too? I don't know. Okay, I I'm really only shop. know. I'm just going to do all of my web browsing on Tornado. <laughs> Try I really, me. I really only know in relation to, uh, in, travel. to travel okay. and such. Um, so I always use Google Flights to book my flights because they compare several different airlines I have heard some chatter that Google Flights is going away. <gasps> sad. No. I know, which is very sad. Yeah. But apparently they just did not have enough people using Google Flights. Man, everyone go listen to Allie. It makes me bummed because it was a really easy way to, like, compare flights, compare costs, mm-hmm. you know, everything like that. We'll see. It's still up for now. Okay. So we'll see if it, you know, maybe something turns around there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go through Google and then always book your air directly through the airline. Never book through, like, a third party. Yeah, I'm going to touch on that. I will say that it's never happened to me, but it is so easy for things to get miscommunicated through those companies, like the third party of the airline and yourself emails are skewed around like things can get lost in translation and I just don't trust it to like I don't trust you to have a flight unless you got it from the flight you know what I mean well and I've never had anything negative happen to me but I have heard stories about how someone booked through I think I want to say Expedia or something like that showed up for their flight and the flight was overbooked and so they moved them because they were booked third party Mm mm-hmm and so they just got bumped. They didn't have like a like volunteers or anything like yeah. that. They're just like, oh, you you got moved. Yeah. Which sucks. I don't know if that's even necessarily like con- you know terms and conditions legal for the airline to do um, without some sort of like um, not yeah. compensation. That's yeah, the word. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just what I've heard. So you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, you'll also want to if you're using Google Flights, if you pull up the month that you're looking to travel for. So you've already done the research, you know where you want to go and you know kind of when you want to go. You can identify the cheaper days to fly. And there isn't really, there used to be like a thing where it was like Tuesdays are usually cheaper. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. It's really kind of very, it it varies depending on where you're flying from, where you're flying to. So it's really a little up in the air. Yeah. So you can look at that and figure out, okay, it's cheaper if we fly out on a Thursday. And it's cheaper if we fly back in on a Sunday or a Tuesday or that sort of thing. But you'll definitely want to research that and look into that too. Um, You can, this is is like not a plugged tip or anything like that, but you can, um, an idea for you is to get a travel credit card. The Chase Sapphire card is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you put all your wedding expenses on it, then you'll probably, depending on the cost of your wedding, end up with some f- good free travel points. That is so that can help such out. a good point. Such a good point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my god, Allie's just dropping bombs left and right today. Just I get really excited about traveling. Yeah. You can also book connecting flights yourself. 
So let's say, okay, I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm excited about this. Let's say you are in Tahoe and you wanna go to Europe for your honeymoon. Let's say you wanna go to London. Yep. Okay, so you're in Tahoe. Let's drive down to San Francisco and like take, or take a bus or take a train, how romantic. Mm -hmm. Okay, but we get down to San Francisco. We take a red eye from San Francisco to New York. Hundred and sixteen dollars, I think, yeah. right now. Wow. Um, so you take that red eye from Let's San Francisco to New, to New York. I do want to go to okay. New York. We're gonna go to yeah. New York. Okay. When and why to New York? Oh. Whoop. Okay. Spooked. Spend two or three days walking around New York. Part of your honeymoon. You yep. went to New York. Mm-hmm. And then you have your connecting flight out of New York into London. Not only is your flight time shorter, you're not as jet lagged because instead of it being nine hours ahead west coast, you're is six hours ahead, so it's not quite as bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because you've jumped to East Coast and then flown into Heathrow. Yeah. Well, or Gatworth. I don't know. I was being all specific. But um, oh, from New ahead. York to London, you know, and so it's like a cheaper flight, a cheaper amount of flight time. You got to add on New York in there. Boom, boom, bada, bing. Um, so booking connect, book your own connecting flights. Because sometimes um, the airline, if you try to search oh, you know, Reno to London, it'll probably, it'll give you options to go Reno to San Francisco, San Francisco to London, Mm -hmm. or Reno to Dallas, Dallas to London. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes if you just think about, well, would it be cool to stop over anywhere, you know, or even stop over in Dallas, you could go Reno to Dallas, have like a couple days in Dallas if that interests you, and then from Dallas fly to London a really good point like make it I mean make the honeymoon start from the second you guys leave it's not like you have to get on some flight that lasts for nine hours and then you're like okay we're here we're exhausted like take it in increments rather mm-hmm. yeah I love that and when you are looking for where to fly into definitely look at cities that are close to where your final destination is mm-hmm. but maybe not necessarily like the city of your final destination that that one I knew for sure yeah because like, you can find you were flights that way too right mm-hmm. yeah 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 because there was something about like I can't remember exactly but we I think flying into Milan versus flying into Rome is a lot cheaper when in reality you could just fly into Milan do some awesome like adventures in Milan and then um take a train to Rome yeah mm-hmm. yeah especially if you're going to Europe because the trains are just so great oh my god the trains are insane there mm-hmm. why don't we do that I honestly I don't know. I'm not sure we should. We should have a freaking train system or something. We really should. That actually, like, works really well. Not like, I mean, I guess, I guess freaking New York's got their train situation decent, but, like, we need, like, a legit, like, yeah. Yeah. My final tip for you guys is to sign up for, I think it's, like, Scott's free, not Scott's, uh, it's Scott's something, Scott's flights or something like that, mm-hmm. or next vacay. Okay. Um, it, you can sign up for like their mailing lists and they'll send you, I specifically am subscribed to next vacay mm-hmm. and they'll send you deals flying out of the closest airport to you and then some surrounding ones. Okay. So like we get Reno, Tahoe, but then also San Francisco and Oakland mm-hmm. yep. and they'll just randomly send emails with, Hey, we found this deal from reno tahoe to vegas for 60 dollars, and it's like ooh, do i want to go i want to sign up for this and i don't even travel as much as you do yeah it's fun because it'll you kind of it's kind of it's not necessarily great for like if you're planning a your honeymoon 
you know, if there is a specific place you want to go to, um, you know, and then also you also have to do like all that, what season is it, you know, is it a good time to go? Because who would want to be in Florida right now, you know? Um, Yeah. So (laughs) it's, it's definitely one of those things that it's very cool, but there are some pros and cons to it. Uh, That, I mean, that is how we ended up going to Spain for $250, like we flew to Barcelona from San Francisco for two hundred and fifty bucks. Absolutely unreal. Just and unreal. It was random because we were like, we you know it just popped up and I was like, so Kyle, do we want to go? Mm-hmm. And like it's two hundred and fifty dollars. Like I feel like we have to go. I have to. And he's like, yeah, I feel like we have to go. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't have gone to Spain if that didn't pop up. <sighs> That's perfect. That's so good, girl. So so good. Um, well, obviously, if you have any questions on honeymooning and where to and how to, Hallie Rose Co. on Instagram. <laughs> just kidding. No. I just like traveling, okay? No, it's so good. No, but we, we hope this, like, kind of helped out with some, some ideas for honeymoons and, like, how to get there and what to do. But ultimately, I think the biggest thing that we want to point on, guys, is that you literally just, it's you and your spouse celebrating that like final wedding shebang and it's it's wherever you guys want to go what experiences you want to have and you guys can do it however you want in multiple trips in one fell swoop trip like all of them you know yeah like there's there's no right or wrong honeymoon it's just whatever fits your mold this is just how you could honeymoon Yes. Oh, yeah. What's the title? Oh, 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 oh. Knee slapper. Thank you all so much for listening. If you loved this week's episode, please click that follow button and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. As always, hit us up on Insta with any questions. You can find us at When in White Podcast.